we have some bullshit, don't we, Lewis? Uh, we do. We have plenty of bullshit. Sorry, I'm fixing my hair again. And we're doing that the entire episode, and viewers are going to be like, Ooh, why didn't Lewis get a haircut? Uh, um, yes, sorry, we have got some bullshit. Yes. Um, I'm ready. Uh, please, bull my shit. I'll bull your shit, don't you worry. Um, <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, so I'm lifting the wheel up this time because it's a pain oh. in the arse to try and turn around and sort of, you know. But here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Born ready. Married at first sight. Married at first sight. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. been a reality show in the UK that I've been completely unaware of until Channel 4 were quite frankly relentlessly um what's the word they were relentlessly advertising it and so chloe and i uh, watched it just on, on a bit of a whim one night and got massively hooked um yeah. essentially i think i enjoy it in the same way that you enjoy love island which is semi-ironically yeah. <laughs> um yeah very much but yeah so. i um it's right the gimmick is that these people meet for the first time and get married and then after they get married they are sort of together through the... They call it an experiment. It's like, oh, these complete strangers that we've matched because we think they're going get, to get together and, and, and be happy together and all this sort of stuff. Um, so won't that be lovely? And then through the course of the experiment, they'll have interactions with um, these relationship coaches and, and um, couples counsellors and stuff. And um, yeah. one of them was a sex therapist, but that never really came up, which was a bit strange. Um, but they made like a big deal out of it in the first episode. It's like this is such and such. She's a sex therapist. Then they never mentioned it again. It was a bit weird. But anyway, um, <laughs> essentially, yeah, the gimmick is that two people get married, and then after they get married, they are together, I suppose, for the for the duration of the experiment. And in the end, they can do a vow renewal ceremony um, to say, "Yep, we're actually we're definitely together. We're in love. We're 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 we're, we're a, a powerful, strong couple, and we're going to stay together." Sort of thing. Right. That's the gimmick. Okay. However, what the show really is, is 12 people, six of them are perfectly normal people, and six of them are the worst examples of humanity that you will ever be able to find. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's the most insane nonsense. Um, the best one that comes to mind is there was a couple this year called Luke and Morag. Um, Morag. What a great name. Yes. It is a pretty good name, isn't it? She's a terrible person, though. No. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Luke and Morag, uh, they they had their sort of wedding day, and um, they sort of she um, comes down the aisle and um, they sort of meet at the altar, sort of thing, and they're like, "Hi, I'm Luke. Hi, I'm Morag." All the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you nervous? Yeah, I'm nervous too. And there was sort of giggling and laughing and all the rest of it, and it was quite sweet in a strange way because the only wedding we'd seen before this point in the show was um, sort of quite a serious one, and the bride came down the stairs, and the and the the, the husband was like, "Oh wow, you look amazing. Your your dress is great, and all the rest of it." Yeah. Um, and then they just, he came down the came down the aisle and they were laughing together. It was like, oh, that's quite sweet. And then um, they got married and did the whole ceremony and all the rest of it. And um, their families were all interacting and it was quite nice. And immediately afterwards, there's like a, a sort of a, an interview with um, each of them. Well, I say an interview. You know, in reality shows, they cut to like a talking head of the person. It was a talking head of of Morag saying, "Well, I didn't exactly get what I ordered, did I?" Um, because oh. she provided this physical description to these matchmakers that uh, Luke apparently did not meet, and um, right. it's just the strangest thing. It's she kept telling him, "No, you're not my type. I don't find you physically attractive." And then with the next breath, she would be saying things like, "I just don't get why you're so self-conscious around me. I just don't get why you why you can't feel like you can just get into bed and 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 take off your dressing gown and get into bed. I don't, um, I don't see what the problem is, Luke. <laughs> I don't see why you're being like this." But no, I'm not attracted to you, and I do need to drink a glass of wine for us to have sex. And it's like, 
What? What? It's the most insane... Not This is what I mean! It's... Luke is an absolutely lovely bloke. He sort of started the, the experiment and he said... Um, it was like a very basic sort of uh, bio type thing. And he was like, yeah, um, well, my, my previous wife and I have split up recently and I've been felt quite sort of quite bad about it. And I'm, I yeah. feel quite self-conscious and all the rest of it. Uh, and I'm looking for love again. And I'd, I thought this might be a, a, a good thing to have a, have a go with. And it, it might go well, it might go badly, but I think it'd have a go sort of thing. Mm. And um, he seems perfectly lovely. You meet sort of um, a few of their sort of family members and friends and stuff sort of leading up to the wedding day and these interviews and stuff. It's like, okay, that's, that's perfectly sweet. I know. It's, well, that's the thing. The wedding isn't legally binding. Which, yeah. Which makes the entire thing pointless, surely. Yeah, really. I mean, it's Yeah, like... because, like, for, for, for uh, uh, my wedding, which is the first wedding I ever went to was my own wedding. Um, but at my wedding, um, <laughs> Chloe and I stood there and we did the vows and everything and we exchanged rings. And then we had to go and sign a legal document that said, okay, you are now married. Yeah. So it's not like, it's not an actual legal ceremony. They just stand in a corridor and say yeah i will love you and we'll we'll take this journey together and we'll do x and y yeah. and all these other things it's, okay great but it's just it's kind of like such a strange thing i mean it's kind of like calling your tv show deadly swim and then going to the glasgow swimming baths for like for yes it's <laughs> sort of is <laughs> um but um, sorry, so yeah, continue. Morag is a Morag is a terrible example of of humanity, mm-hmm. and um, there was a couple Sounds of it. other terrible, terrible examples of of of, of human beings. Um, there was a girl on it called Nikita, I think. Um, they they introduced them all, but everybody is very forget, very vapid and forgettable. So it was quite yeah. quite. I, I struggle with names at the best of times, but these people like this procession of like 12 people rapidly changing in front of me and i'm just like i don't know who any of you are (laughs) um but yeah this um this one nikita that was again a a terrible example of humanity it was she was like very rude and blunt and aggressive and very very argumentative with everybody that she met um oh my goodness and it was um there was this these really strange things like um she would make she would be constantly saying to um to to the, the person that she sort of married um so, uh, do I look good today? Do you like my hair? Do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like what I'm wearing and all the rest of it? And you'd be like, "Yeah, you look lovely, but, but why do you why do you feel the need to keep on asking? You 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 put a lot of effort into what you look like, so surely you must know you look good. Why do you feel the need to keep asking?" She took that very personally, and she was like, oh. "I don't know why you feel the need to comment on my appearance." And that I just it's just a joke. I just say it as a joke and all this sort of stuff. It was just oh. like I say, it's the most insane show because people's. You watch people's personal lives playing out on this intimate, disastrous level. Yeah. It's like a car crash you can't look away from. Because you sort of... <laughs> you identify all of these personality traits that are flying around like, oh, there's a bit of aggression, there's a bit of um, stubbornness, there's a bit of funniness and all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then they're just combined in this utterly alien way that you can't possibly conceive of. It's really weird. Um, the final one that I wanted to talk about, I'm really sorry, the final one I wanted to talk about was um, Frankie, who was, um, he, was a, he was a weird bloke. Um, it, I think they, they, they do this thing where they tell you all about who they are as a person and stuff, and he sort of said um, he was in the army for ages, then he got out of the army and became a personal trainer, and now he runs a personal training business in Dubai, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and he came over to the UK and did this married at first sight thing and, and got with this lady called... Uh, Marilise, that was her name. Sorry, um, what man? Marilise. Marilise, okay. Yeah, yeah, and it, she was perfectly lovely. She had, um, I, I say had. I imagine she hasn't died, but um, she oh. has. Um, 
two kids and uh, all these dogs and a nice house and you sort of meet her friends and her family and her sisters and all the stuff and everybody seems lovely. And they're all yeah. just like, yeah, you want to do this? This fine, do whatever. Um, but Frankie is like... You can tell if it was 20 years ago he would be a really abusive husband. It's really horrible wow. to watch it play out. Things like um, he's massively, massively protective. Well, I say protective. It's like um, protective with air quotes. I can actually do air quotes, though, because I'm on yeah. camera. brilliant that. Oh, I've done protective. some. Yeah. Um, to, to the degree that he's like, no, I don't want to talk to these relationship counsellors about our relationship. I think some things are private, and I don't oh. think we should talk about that, Marilise, and all these other things. And it was like... Um, there's this thing called Yes Week, where for a week, um, one member of the couple has to say yes to everything that the other member of the couple asks them to do. And it's supposed to okay. uh, you know, highlight insecurities and stuff like that. Um, and Marilee said to Frankie, will you will you cook as a meal? And he was like, yeah, of course I will. I'll, I'll cook as a meal. But he sort of was like really struggling to, to do it. I mean, he was yeah. putting deliberate difficulty onto it, if that makes sense. Like he was sort of um, rolling his eyes and sighing and just like, oh, I can't be bothered to do that. Oh my God, this is like... And um, yeah. she said, "Oh, have you got the parmesan, Frankie?" And he went, "Oh, for God's sake, no!" And it was like it was like this—the the worst, most wounded <laughs> thing she could have possibly said to him. <clears throat> yeah, like, mate, calm it down. Um, and the other thing that got me was like out, they have these regular dinner parties as like check-ins on the couples, as it were. And at one of these dinner parties, um, Frankie was sort of addressing the table and saying something. And Marilise said, because um, they handed out these anonymous notes about their relationships, it, you know, to stir the pot. And, yeah. um, and um, she held up the note and said, whoever wrote it, just thanks for writing it. Thanks for thanks for all the nice things you said, sort of thing. Um, and Frankie turns to her and goes, maybe when I'm speaking, don't speak. And it's like, <gasps> oh my God, it's like the most controlling, terrifying man that I've ever oh my seen God. portrayed. It's really horrible really horrible and i don't know it's just there's something about him where everything is i don't know he feels like he'd turn around and smack me if i if i said, if I, said I didn't like his hair i don't know it's a very strange person i don't know it was something about it that really set me on edge and that's what i wanted to mention was that married at first sight is not in any circumstances like a romantic show it's no six people meeting six of the worst examples of humanity ever it's utterly bizarre there's this one bloke who was like, you're a pretty girl. Pretty girls shouldn't use bad language. And it's like, what? Oh, my, oh my God. And, um, oh, my was God. The, um, there was this other one, Bob and Megan. Bob was this lovely, lovely bloke. Um, and it was just like, yeah, I'm, I've got lots of mates. And I like to, uh, um, quite a charming guy and all the rest of it. And he was charming. And he's sort of, he was like, he was the nicest person, really. Apart from maybe Luke, he was like the nicest person out of this crop of people. Yeah. And um, he was he, he was uh, put together with this person, um, Megan, who was like, Perhaps the least likable person out of the <laughs> entire group. Um, she had this very strange, jarring personality that's just difficult to to, do, to bear in any meaningful sense. Yeah. Um, and she went off and kissed another member of the experiment and then deliberately hid the truth from him and didn't tell oh. him and stuff. And it's like, oh, it's just... It's a bit bad. Uh, the reason I want to Jesus. bring it up is because it's like how you enjoy Love Island. It feels like a weird zoo exhibit that I'm staring at. Wow. Just, I mean... It's weird. This seems like so much better than Love Island because I only watched Love Island for like the um, inevitable destruction of people's mm. sanity. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, do people not realise that people who actually do get married and spend all the time together end up falling out? Like, rega- like never mind people that have just met each other. Like, j- j- it's. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> such a yeah, recipe it's... for disaster yeah no um, I, I completely know what you mean and that's the thing is like um something you see a lot in the show is it's less about um 
is this marriage um, doomed to failure or will it succeed? It's more about how effective are these people at communicating their feelings. Yeah. So like, um, it's it's that's something that I've noticed personally is that I am not very good at communicating my feelings, and so you you get better at it, and that's how you sustain things, right? Yeah. But like, um, it's absolutely bizarre. These people in the show that are just—it's like it's watching a child interact with somebody else. This oh complete God. inability to sort of express the way they're feeling and what they're saying and all the rest of it—it's really bizarre. Really yeah. bizarre. Well, we'll need to. Um... We'll need to do like a whisper for it next year if when yes, it, when, it, when it comes yeah. out and react to it in real mm. time because it sounds mesmerising. Um, we'll have a watch party for the first episode. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean, reality TV. It used to be lit. In many ways, it's better, but in many ways, mm. it's so much worse because yes. it's so normalised now. Like I remember seeing um, a, a TikTok. Of uh, it said um, British TV used to be like so bad, and it mm. used to, and it was this guy who would like go to these little families, and he's like, this week we're seeing uh, the Jensen family, who are the biggest bunch of fat people I have ever seen <laughs> in my life. So what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so bad, and it's like you can't you can't even imagine that ever like. You can't imagine allowed. thinking it, let alone seeing it on yeah. the TV. It's like, it's, oh my God. It's like a guy talking about like cars or something. Like, it's that bad. He's like, these are the biggest bunch of fatties I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh my Jesus. That would what just about be. cars? No, 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 no. It's like, he was talking about these people, like cars. Right. Like, just sort of completely objectifying them. Oh, I see. And, like, I, I, yeah, okay. I thought you meant it was like an episode of Top Gear. Where no, 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 no. Jeremy Clarkson turned to the camera and said, Oh, what I hate is just fat people. Yeah. What? Well, he's probably said that at some point, Neil. Almost prick. certainly has, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was so bad. It was just that it, it, it seemed... It seemed crueler. And yet, mm. nowadays, it's like they're still doing it but they're presenting it in a way where less people are complaining about it, if you get me. Like, these incredible... Yes. Yeah. Like, in because Love Island... Because the companies are doing it? Does that make sense? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, Love Island, for example, it's, um... It's these incredibly vapid and sort of... Just, just incredibly unreliable people mm. sort of saying things that are right and moral, but mm. it's you sort of question whether they have the right to say it because of how shit they are. If you get what I mean, it's like, it's, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, okay. So yeah, so there's this, there was this uh, woman called Faye in, Mm. in Love Island this year who, um, lost the plot over this guy (laughs) called Hugo, who, um, they were talking about things that they didn't like and things that they did like about their sort of partners and stuff. And Hugo said that he didn't like fakeness. And okay. Faye is a person who's had um, Botox and plastic surgery in her face. And okay. she took that very, very personally. And mm. said, you have no idea the, the amount of social pressure that women are under um, to get these sort of facial changes and, and how mm. you know stringent they are and stuff. And she's absolutely correct. Yeah. But then, like, 
a couple of episodes later, she would talk about like, oh yeah, I bet his dick's small and stuff. Like, just like completely, mm-hmm. like just absolutely throwing any sort of integrity down the pan mm. because she doesn't want to be sort of looked at in that way, but throws out judgment after judgment after judgment on people. It, it's like, it just sort of rings hollow in that sense, if you get me. Mm. I do get you, yeah. Yeah. It's difficult to have, to understand someone's moral point of view in any meaningful way if they don't hold up to it. It's yeah. a sort of do as I say, not as I do type situation. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. It mm. drives me off my rocker. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. But yeah, married at first sight and... Mm, Mathis. Yeah, Mathis. Mathis. Um, I think I think we've said enough on that for today, we Lewis. We certainly have, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so with that, uh, do we have any more bullshit or would you like to just dive straight into... Cheeky, cheeky bit of extra bullshit, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, I shall spin the wheel again. Lovely stuff. GB News, whatever the fuck yeah. that is. Um, what is it? I don't know. <laughs> um, well, my understanding mm. is that GB News is a news network. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I mean, do you do you know much about GB News, Lewis? No, I'm aware it was set up, it was sort of proposed as sort of a right wing news network, really, oh. which is understandable it's the kind of thing that exists in the world but i'm aware there's been some kind of controversy nobody seems to watch it they yeah. kicked um what's his face andrew neil who andrew is an actual neil. journalist they kicked him off um off of it for some reason or he left or something because it went yeah. a bit fox newsy it's not it's not news it's it's propaganda but yes. um the important thing i think to bear in mind with things like this is that like um any set of information is essentially propaganda because you you the way in which you tell a story the way in which you tell facts sort of will 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 influence the story that those facts tell yeah if i tell you that um danny um went to a bar and drank some whiskey and then fell over so oh well danny danny likes to drink danny is a drunk presumably that's <laughs> the story that i'm trying to tell yeah but if i tell you that danny fell over and it was snowing and i leave out the part about the story in which he was at a bar it's oh well it was icy danny well-known conscientious man uh, fell over so. because it was icy do you know what i mean that's the point i'm trying to get at so when you read a news story in the guardian it will be presented in such a way that it has slightly more left-leaning views you re- you uh, read a story in the daily mail and it will have much more right-leaning views yeah and so that's sort of the the story of the facts that these people at GB News are trying to tell is very right wing, as I understand it. I think Nigel Farage has like a corner yeah. that he um, he presents some kind of news from. Um, so good for him. Who doesn't love a bit of Nige? Yeah, I mean, d- fucking no. Um, but <laughs> I think that um, I mean, America has its has its Fox News, and and mm. it's I believe it was sort of created with the sort of intention of it being oh there's too many left wing mm. news outlets so we need a we need a we need a voice in this sea of left wing 
propaganda, you know. And and when I, when I hear that, and when I hear right wing folks say that, I mm. just think, are these people actually like serious? <laughs> like yeah. the idea that the prevailing view in Western society is a left wing one is mm. like so beyond a joke. Like Fox News, for example, is like the largest news network in America. Mm. That is what most people watch in America. The BBC, I mean, I'm at a quandary with the BBC because it's, I mean, it's a state um, broadcaster. But if you ask someone on the left, they'll say, oh, it's right wing propaganda. And yet, mm. if you ask someone on the right, they'll say mm. it's left wing propaganda. It's very sort of, I mean, does that mean that the BBC is impartial? I, I, I don't no. know. I, no, I, I, I do have trouble with the BBC's impartiality guidelines because. What it, it what it essentially means, if followed to the letter, is that say it's something like um, say it's two people and they're arguing about climate change, and they've got somebody that's I was going to say pro and anti climate change. Um, I was yeah. going to say they've got somebody on that's um, that believes climate change is real and uh, the, 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 we can do our best to reverse it and all those sort of things. That person that they get on will be a scientist of some type. It'll be Doctor Jim Jiminyness, and he'll be some kind of climate scientist from yeah, well, some university well, somewhere. Well respected scientist. Um, yeah, Jim yeah. Jiminyna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, of course. And um, his that in then in for the sake of impartiality, they have to get someone who doesn't believe in climate change or doesn't believe in Jim's work or whatever. Yeah. But then that people always cares a lot more than Jim does. Because he goes on the news and they say to him, well, uh, so what do you think about climate change? And he goes, yeah, it's real. Um, the earth is getting measurably warmer. It's a concern. Maybe we shouldn't drive cars as much. And then he says these very base level things because those are just those are facts that you can see on a graph. Yeah. But then the anti um, sort of climate change denier person that's setting directly oppose, opposing him is all they care about is at being anti climate change. They they care about it so massively. They're saying no, emissions are a massive lie. The the carbon that the cars produce that's not even a tenth of the world's uh, smallest tiniest pollution. Yep. Everything is basically fine. That's all they care about is proving this guy wrong. Whereas the scientist guy cares about science more than he cares about pollution. Yeah. So it's not a fair and balanced debate, and it's not no. um, independent or impartial. You you lean towards whoever gives more of a shit, which is often because of the sort of uh, emotional nature of right wing politics, which is often somebody with a more right leaning viewpoint. Yeah. So I mean, it's not impartial. It yeah. Ten- it tends to be very reactionary, and yes, and that's that's what, like, I mean, like sort of married at first sight and all these reality <laughs> TV shows. Yeah. That's what people watch for. They watch for the drama. They watch for the, the sort of impassioned irrationality of people yes. whether they yes. believe it or not and that gives like, rise to these people whether mm. like, even even if like everyone that watches right-wing media is a hardcore leftist it's mm. still a win for for these reactionary types you know it's like they, if they can get support great but it's more about saying it enough times so that people just accept it or are mm. too fatigued to do to do battle against it. I mean, mm. it's like if someone's just denying basic facts and mm. they have a platform to do that over yeah. and over and over yeah. again, you're just going to be, you're just going to give up. You're just going to be, oh, fuck's sake. I, mm. I can't argue with you about this anymore. 
and yet they continue yeah. arguing over and over for people to be like, oh well, the left won't even debate it. It's like because it's not you. You can't debate it because it's not worth debating. It's a mm, distraction, mm. and then you know you've lost because you haven't shown up for a fight that's not even a fight. You know, mm-hmm. like the 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 entire consensus is like against it. All all medical consensus and scientific consensus points to climate change being real and very dangerous to us. Mm. And if someone's just saying no, it's not. No, nah, no, it's not. Definitely not. And we're too busy arguing with them. It's like, well, <laughs> you can't fucking win. Mm. You know. Mm. Um, it's strange because it's um the thing I keep coming back to in these situations is. Okay, well, I can't argue with you, so I will just fix the problem myself and hand it to you fixed, and then you can just shut up. Yeah. <laughs> By the time I have fixed the problem, you can just fuck off. Yeah. So I, that's the, what I keep... I know it's a very childish sort of point of view to get to a point where I, ju- I just can't be bothered to deal with it, but um, yeah. when, you, when you came to my house more recently, you showed me um, a video of Vorsch uh, debating somebody about something on the internet. Yeah. And the thing that I kept coming back to was... He's just a very angry, sad man. You can sort of see in his demeanour, he's very angry about what he's having to do and very sad about having to do it. Yeah. And the thing that I keep coming back to is, why why invite that into your life? Is, yeah. I, I don't mean to personally target Vosh in any way here. I mean, I think um, I think I think he'll be fine. Uh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, why uh, why why bring it into your life? Why not just do what you think is right and then. Other people that that you know to be wrong, because mm. either there's a scientific study about climate change or UBI or um, anything like that, if you know them to be wrong, it's a self-selecting thing. If after a while they will learn the the the, the truth of a fact yeah. rather than just going to the emotional side of something, so I don't know. I don't. I, I I can't abide the idea of just me sitting somewhere all day and debating with someone about um uh, should um. Should people be allowed to get jabs if they want to? Yes, yeah. obviously they should. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not much of a one for debating in in great detail that these yeah. enormous issues, because it always comes down to something that's not. It's not unovercomeable, but yeah. um, it's something that is not worth arguing about. Is what it comes down to at the very heart of it. So all I can say is get your jabs, do your bit to stop climate change. Be nice to one another. That's all yeah. I can do is say that and walk away. So very much so. I mean, it's the it's the things, whole <laughs> it's the whole free speech argument. Like, mm. well, everyone's entitled to free speech, yes, but that doesn't mean that everyone's entitled to a platform to spread the bullshit that they mm. believe in. You know, it's like denying someone mm. to speak on your platform isn't curtailing their free speech. You know, yeah, it's it's a it's it's, it's just it's not like the, giving the, the gay wedding cake thing. Do you remember that? Yeah, mm. like, I mean, I can't wait. What was? Didn't the? It was a um a bakery in in the U.S. that refused to bake a cake for a gay couple's wedding. Yeah, um, and that was like a big freedom of speech thing because they were like, well, if they don't believe in in gay people getting married, then they shouldn't have to provide their services for it. And it's the same but reversed. Is oh well, Twitter don't believe that Donald Trump should have a platform on which he can incite hate. Yeah. So we're going to revoke his access to it. Or it's it's the same in reverse, really. Yeah. Or a or a white supremacist being denied. Um, yeah, Donald to Trump. Sp- to say- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or another white supremacist denied uh, to speak at a university. You know, mm. um, it's like 
you're you're ruining their free speech. It's like, no, they're just not allowed to say it here, you know, mm-hmm. where, where other people live and work and learn, yeah. you know. It's, yeah, you're right. It's um, that's that's I think a lot the problem with a lot of different free speech laws is they were written before everybody had a platform. Yes, because if if, if there was no such thing as smartphones, no such thing as Twitter. I would have to just get a box and go and stand on it in the yeah, middle of my town and just corner. scream as loudly as I could about UBI and the beneficial Ooh. effects it can have. So, but if, now I have Twitter and I can tweet it out to however many people and I can Instagram it out to however many people. Yes, and they'll just go, oh yeah, maybe, or Absolutely. or a massive hate mob will find will form, and <laughs> hunt me down and kill me. It could be either. Yeah, no, definitely. <sighs> um. But there you go. We spoke a little bit about GB News and more about the broader sort of context of, uh, yes, propaganda, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's another End of the day, Danny. Do you know what propaganda is? What? It's when Danny Dyer has a really hard look at something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god! That's good. That's good. I like that. That was good. Um, yeah. It really is. But um, I think uh, we're out of bullshit for this week, Lewis. Uh, yes, we are out of bullshit. <laughs> Unless you've got anything about Danny Dyer. Um, he's, oh, he's a tough nut. He's a, he's uh, a person that exists in the world. I, I know very little about him. I have nothing about Danny Dyer. Very much so. But here we go. End of segment, I guess. Yes. Good, goodbye until next week. Thank you.